So the high level, and I'm being very high level on this, is my understanding is that a twin flame is supposedly a soul that was once like one and it split and mm. to kind of experience two different realities. And it means if you meet your twin flame in this lifetime that you your that soul has basically chosen to kind of realign again. Like you're oh. coming back together in the same reality to experience things at the same time. Whereas at one point you kind of split into two different realities or two different lifetimes and then you're coming back. Hey guys, I'm Allie Moresco and I'm here with my co-host Cindy Lufred and this is Slightly Spiritual. Are you curious about dipping your toe into the realm of spirituality but not ready to drop $1,000 on crystals? We have got you. Grab your adult beverage of choice and join spiritual medium Cindy Lufred and health advocate Allie Moresco for unfiltered, soulful conversations with a healthy dose of wine, curiosity, and laughter, of course. Grounded in a passion for genuine human connections, we will discuss the good, bad, ugly, and the odd around all things wellness, spiritual, and woo-woo with each other and our occasional guest. We aim to bring modern spirituality into your daily routine to help empower your life. Spoiler alert, we are all slightly spiritual. Welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. Cindy and I are recording just solo today. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. Super excited. So I feel like we've done a lot of guests lately and they have all been wonderful, but selfishly I just like talking to you always. Same. So um, we're just kind of... I mean, of... me talking to you, not like me just talking to myself. I just want to clarify Thank that. you for clarifying. <laughs> just to clarify that for all our listeners. Doesn't hate me, check. Um, so today we're just kind of, I'm not gonna, well, I'm sure I'll curse later in the episode because it just comes very naturally to me. It's so gifted. Um, we are just shooting the stuff today around a few topics that we are both intrigued by. Um, both are very different. You actually wrote that too. Yeah, I did. I wrote that too. What are you afraid of swearing for? I'm not afraid of swearing. I'm just trying my best to like, I don't know. I opened the first episode by saying the word fuck. See, I said I'd do it eventually. Just one minute in. You know, I mean, I made it that far. It could have been 10 seconds in. I love it. Um, we are just talking. should be a drinking game. How many times do they swear (laughs) and how long does it take them to? And that's. (laughs) So next podcast episode, we will have the drinking game live. Yeah. Um, uh, Cindy's drinking now to deal with me. Um, so today we're going to talk about a little bit about friendships and how they've been impacted energetically lately because we've been getting a lot of questions about that. And then we are also going to touch upon probably first that crazy metal beam that keeps popping up and then disappearing. So basically this episode came to be because, um, we're so thrilled to have joined the Wildcast podcast community. Um, founded by a very, very talented woman in entertainment. Her name's Madison. And they, a couple days ago, put out a question about this weird metal pole. And I remembered, I was like, oh my God, I have to ask Cindy about this. And we started talking about it. And I wanted to see what she thought. Because I know there's been conspiracy theories that it's like aliens sending these weird metal poles. And then, like, I read one yesterday. I was like, it was a YouTuber. And I'm like, okay, if anyone's going to know if this is an alien visiting Earth, it's Cindy. So... Okay, well, is it an alien? Spoiler, it's not an alien visiting. At least, okay, from everything I know and picking up on, it's not an alien visiting Earth. I'm not saying that's not happening in other no. happening in the world, but it's not happening through the use of these metal 
And that's the funny thing. They don't know what to call it, right? Because it's not a monolith because it's not one big piece of structure. Oh. It's multiple pieces. So what can, is a monolith? It's apparently, and I'm paraphrasing, but apparently a monolith is when it's w- built out of one complete structure. So whether it's granite or stone mm. or I don't know what okay. those things you would use, rock or quartz, whatever. It has to be one complete structure. And these are not. These are... Um, have metal like panels on the sides that they can take down. There's like three different p- panels or even more depending on the fake ones that are out there. So it's not a monolith. It's also okay. not a bli- a bli- a blisk. Obelisk. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. It's a, I don't know how to say it right. Oh, obelisk. I'm probably saying it wrong. Whatever. You guys, you guys correct me when I when you listen to these. But anyways, <laughs> that has to have an angled top to it. So it's not uh, one of those either because this has a flat top. So like they don't know what to call it. It's like a three sided metal structure. Okay. Most people are calling it a monolith, but it's okay. technically not that. Or an obelisk. Or obelisk. Very interesting. Like, so, okay. if you're listening, you have no idea what we're talking about. Just um, Google. Just Google, like, Google Utah metal structure. Yeah. That's where it started. Basically, this metal, like, beam thing popped up in Utah and then disappeared. Yeah. And then it popped up in Romania, and I don't know if it's disappeared from Romania, to be honest with you, but... I mean, this would honestly happen in 2020. Like, I'm not shocked. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, I'm, I think, and this is a lot of news, not that the news is always right, but a few news places have confirmed this. I think it was an art install. The original one okay. in Utah was an art installation. And they have said that an artist named John, I'm probably butchering the last name, but John McCracken <laughs> is a sculpture. And as reported by Vice which is a news outlet, which is pretty, they're pretty, I like Vice. Yeah, they're pretty, like, legit, I would say, Um, that he was a minimalist artist who sculpted geometric forms who died in 2011. Mm -hmm. And according to the gallery that represents his estate, they asserted that this mystery mystery monolith is a bona fide McCracken. So I think the original one in the desert was him. Kind of like those, oh gosh, look this up. But kind of like that artist that did a bunch of installs in the desert with... Prada on the front and everything. Oh, Do you know yes, what I'm yes, talking yes, about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I don't know about. the name yes. of it. You guys will be able to correct us. But yes. anyways, there's there's been artists in the past who have done things like this in the desert and had it, and they left it up. You could go and like see the Prada thing and take pictures in front of it, yes. which I think was the original intention. And they say this John McCracken was influenced a lot by the Space Odyssey, which is in a 2001 film. Okay. That basically when they put those around the world, Earth or wherever, different points, it was aliens coming to visit. So they think he was like influenced by that. Got but it. this is from everything I'm picking up on not really aliens. Do you know what's so interesting? What? So this, so for those of you that are listening and can't see, so there is an artist, um, and I, of course, cannot think of his name. Probably shouldn't name him by name on here anyway, but my parents collect a lot of art. They collect a lot of art from one artist in general. But if you look um, on my wall, that's one of them. Yeah. So there's some where literally it's, um, oh, it's Bodo. So okay. that's like the guy's nickname is Bodo. Um, he has a gallery in New Orleans, but there's somewhere literally these little figures are being like beamed up. Mm. And one time my parents went, he actually came when they were buying pieces <gasps> in the gallery and oh he told God. them about this whole alien thing and the, this shit that he sees and, but how interesting that this other artist was yeah. also influenced by, I'm like, what do they know that we don't? That's now like my question. <laughs> I don't know if I actually want the answer. I was like, do you really want the answer um, to that? But yeah, I'm like, eh. 
I think they're just very creative. And I do believe, I mean, we could get a whole other podcast about <laughs> extraterrestrial beings and aliens and all that stuff, which I do think that there's some truth and validity to it that's being covered up by things, but we can get to that another time. But anyways, okay. I just think artists like that are very open yeah. and very curious and just are wanting to know what else is out there. So then, yeah. of course, you know, they are probably more open to it. Once you once you open the door to be curious about it, you're going to start yeah. seeing more of it, just like law of attraction. Yes. When you start opening the door, you start thinking about it, you're going to start getting validations around that stuff. But that's a okay. whole other topic. I will say back to the metal monolith, not a monolith, that's out, <laughs> out in the desert. I think the first one was an original. I feel like the next few that have been popping up in California and Romania are fakes. I think there are people trying to get publicity Okay, stuff. I can that's see That's what that. I think. Now, who knows if we're ever going to have that validated or not. I have yeah. no idea. But I have a feeling it's people just trying to capitalize on this. The first one. Yeah, the first one. And so, and I think that it is a distraction. I think everyone's yeah. kind of like losing their minds. Yes. yes. You know what? Maybe like a welcome, maybe it's a welcome distraction at this yeah. point. Yeah. 2020, it started with Tiger King and ended with Metal Monoliths. Hey, it's not up. over like, yet. Uh, I know, God. It's not over yet. I did discover today that, do you, do you know what Cameo is? No. Okay, so Cameo is this, like, platform where you can book celebrities to, like, say whatever you want. And I opened it today. Seriously? Yeah. Like, sh- any sh- celebrity? Um, or, like, one anyone that are- that's registered. But there's, like, a lot of big-name celebrities on there. Oh so today I opened the page, and who am I greeted with? Beautiful, tigery Carol Baskin's picture. Oh, my God. Is on Cameo. Okay. Now. So I just want to know who is booking Cameos from Carol Baskin. I, I wonder if Joe's doing them from jail. Could now you that, imagine? That, now that would, would be something. something. I know that what you're getting something. for your birthday. Oh my god. Um. Anyway. That's hilarious. So. So that's my take on the non-monolith. current new, yeah, non-metal <laughs> monolith, current events. But very curious to see what happens. Next I am too. It. We'll so. see if it pops up somewhere else. Um, now we know it's probably not aliens though, which is great. I mean, so, that's what I think. So. I don't know. I mean, I trust you. I mean, I believe in that stuff, but I just don't believe yeah. that these are them, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that so. does. That absolutely does make sense. Um, all right. So I know probably for the past I, almost a year now that we've been in quarantine, yeah. which is crazy to say, I've noticed a lot of weird shit with friendships um, unexpectedly. I've gotten a lot of messages Same. from people in my community. I know you have too. Same. Yeah. About weird friendship stuff and everything from like just not feeling like you're jiving with the people you've been close to for a long time but also like noticing things about friends that like bother you but never have mm-hmm. um and I just feel like it's not a coincidence that so many people are having that issue so we're gonna talk about it today yeah um, excited so first of all I have a couple questions for you Cindy okay and I have a very low level of understanding standing of these things so you're gonna have to be patient um so when we did our first slightly spiritual zoom yeah we got a lot of questions in the chat box chat box about twin flames and soul contracts okay so my first question for you is what is like a easy to understand definition of like a twin flame okay so the high level and i'm being very high level on this is my understanding is that a twin flame is supposedly a soul that was once like one and it split and mm. to kind of experience two different realities and it means if you meet your twin flame in this lifetime that you your that soul has basically chosen to kind of realign again like you're oh. coming back together in the same reality to experience things at the same time whereas at one point you kind of split into two different realities or two different lifetimes and then you're coming back mm. 
So that's a twin flame. Now, I will sit caveat with this. I think that people think soulmates or their loved ones are twin flames when they're not, not to belittle relationships with people. But I, my understanding is twin flames are actually a lot more rare than people realize. Interesting. And people joke about being twin flames, which yeah. I look love, and I love that there's deep soulmate yeah. relationships and contracts, and people want to believe they're twin flames, and that's fine. You can go ahead and believe that, but I just think deep, deep down, there's a much fewer of those in the world than we think. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And when you meet your twin flame, if you will, is it like, and, and I don't, I actually don't know if you can even speak to this, but it must be so individualized, but is it like an immediate recognition of like something you felt like you were missing or do you like know over time? I don't know. Cause I haven't experienced that in this lifetime. Yeah. From what I've heard from people who say they have con- reconnected with one, it just, they describe it as it's a person that just fits in every way and that they feel like they've known forever oh. and that just everything fits. Like it's yeah. a perfect match in every way, shape and form. Interesting. That's what supposedly we're going to have to. So if you are listening or you know anyone that thinks they have met a twin flame, I would love to talk to that person. Yeah. Cause I'll be honest, I've been channeling now for however many years and seen like hundreds and thousands of clients and it's never come through in a reading. Soulmates mm-hmm. and soul contracts have come mm-hmm. through all the time, but not twin flames. Interesting. So that's where I just believe in my, and this is just in my experience, right? So yeah. Maybe it's just what I'm manifesting around me, but I, it hasn't come through in many readings at all. Okay, then here's so. my next question for you. Somebody like us. Yeah. Where we're very connected, do we have a soul contract? Or what is that then? So then a soul contract is, you can have soul contracts with tons of different people. Soul contracts are basically essentially like, imagine a contract between like you and your like landlord or like yeah. signing a contract for like work or whatever, mm-hmm. like hiring someone to do something. It's just literally you do the same thing on the other side before you come in. You create soul contracts, like a contract between you and another soul to come into this lifetime and experience and learn different things mm-hmm. through them or with them. So you can have soul contracts with like hundreds of people in your lifetime. And they can also be with things that make, that help you to grow, right? It doesn't always mean like the love soul contracts that are your partners in life, but it can also be like people that challenge you or trigger you or your parents or something like that. Those are all soul contracts. You can even have soul contracts with souls that don't make it. Like I've had miscarried babies or babies that were let go that have come through and said, to their moms like please don't be upset like this is part of our soul contract I came in for a short time to teach you about grief and to teach you about loss that was part Mm -hmm. of our soul contract so it can even be with a soul that doesn't fully get like born and it can be with you can have soul contracts with pets and things like that too so interesting yeah okay yeah because that was also I wanted to know out of my own curiosity was also something that popped up in our um, slowly spiritual community chat box it's essentially a contract between two people so you each get something out of it right like just like again if you're gonna do a contract with a landlord like they're getting money for rent and then you're getting a place to live so the same thing happens with you and another soul like you're learning a lesson and growing and they're learning a lesson and growing and they have expiration dates that's where people get stuck on things but they do have expiration dates they're not necessarily like a life long soul contract I mean you could have that you absolutely could have that with friends and family members or, or you know things like that but they're not all lifelong contracts. Interesting. Makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Just to be clear, though, like, ours is lifelong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Agreed. Agreed. Um, really, ours with Scout is lifelong. <laughs> My dog. <laughs> that um, that's neat, then. So people come in and out of our lives to teach us lessons, mm-hmm. and we learn and we grow from it, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I put out a call for questions from our individual communities, but also the slightly spiritual communities. So the next block of questions are like directly from you. So if you're listening and you submitted a question, hopefully we will get to it and answer it. If for whatever reason we don't, you can always um, DM us over on Slightly Spiritual Pod and one of us will take a crack at it. Probably yeah. Cindy. Okay. She knows more <laughs> than I do. Um, all right. So we'll just start from here. So our first question was, how do you stay connected when you feel like someone is pulling away? When I read this, my first thought was like, and maybe this isn't right, but it's like, do you want to stay connected if it's if you feel like they're pulling away in like a negative way? But also number two, are they pulling away or are they like going through something? Or mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I know for myself when I'm dealing with something, when I really don't feel well, I will fall off the face of the earth for like weeks at a time and it's nothing personal yeah. to anyone. Yeah. Do you think they meant this question in terms of like, a partner, like a romantic partner, or do you think they meant in terms of like friendships? I think it was friendships. Okay. Okay. Um, because from what I can remember about this person, I do remember who submitted it. They are not in a relation. It's a woman. They're not in a relationship. Okay. Okay. From what I know. So friendship pulling away. Um. So. I mean, it's I actually channeled this in. I don't think I posted it yet, but. We have forgotten the art of goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I actually was watching four in the morning last night when I couldn't <laughs> sleep. And these are the things that I do. I started Googling Abraham Hicks and I watched a video on the same thing. And I was like, oh God, this must be a theme going through right now with the planet of the same thing they said. They're like, we, we cling to things mm-hmm. so much. And they were giving the example of theirs was death. But I mean, even a friendship can be like, it feel like a death sometimes if, you're, if it no longer works or if it's yeah. like pulling away. So it, it, it can be felt that way so what they were saying or what Abraham Hex was saying and the same thing I was channeling in is that well one it we really shouldn't think of it so much as a death or like a like a finite thing in that it's just changing form it's allowing that person to continue on in their journey and their growth and same Mm -hmm. with yourself allowing them to continue on and they were giving an example of pets and how they come and go and come and go and come and go and come and go and they're just we lose a pet, but then we so easily welcome a new one, a new one in, right? Yeah. They're saying that's how it should be with everything in life, with yeah. all friendships and relationships. But it does not feel like that. No, I mean, it, it doesn't. It, people cling, people like make excuses, people compromise yeah. their own integrity to keep the relationship going because yeah. they're so afraid of losing it, right? But that's the biggest thing I've heard is that lately is that we've forgotten the art of goodbye. Mm-hmm. And also that it's not really a goodbye. It's more like a good night. Like just like we'll see you tomorrow type thing because yes. you will see someone tomorrow. And it might not be that same person, but it's someone else who will fill that role for you in your life. Like you're yes. not going to be alone forever. There will be someone else that comes in. But the problem is when we try and cling and keep form and keep the relationship the way it was or is, that's yeah. where we struggle. So when someone's pulling away I think first no it's not about you as Allie was saying it's not about you and you need to look at yourself and and just allow the other person to have their journey without judgment from you and you have to then not go and search but allow new things to come in yeah yeah and I love what you said about changing so I actually had a note on here about um and nobody submitted this question specifically, but I've had co- I've had conversations about this in the DMs with 
other people, I've experienced this myself in um, friendships, relationships, is that I, I get the sense that other people sometimes don't like it when mm-hmm. we change. Yes, very true. And I don't know if it's like intimidation that, you know, we're evolving without them or in a different way or... Maybe we're not the same person we once were. I don't know, but there, I just feel like there's something to that. But we're meant to change. Yeah. We're meant to learn and grow. So, you know, you shouldn't be so upset if someone does, I guess. It can make people very uncomfortable, and people don't like to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. so they can start to shift away, or what you feel is a pulling away, but really it could be that you're leveling up and shifting and growing it. You shouldn't hold yourself back for other people. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, all right. Our next question. Do the full moons impact friendships? I mean, in a short answer, yes. I mean, full moons and new moons. I think I mentioned this on a different, I don't remember where I mentioned this on a podcast, but full moons and new moons are when the, like the tides are the highest of high and the lowest of lows. Mm. So it impacts water, emotions, relationships the same way. So yes, friendships, relationships, partnerships are going to be impacted around full moons and new moons. Both Mm. are very likely to impact it. So it can mean that people are just kind of maybe a little more heated or argument Mm. or argumentative. That's the word I'm trying to say. (laughs) Um, Around that time. And I mean, most people just get a little bit... um, most people get a little bit, um, what's the word? Not crazy. I don't want to say. I don't want to say that word. But a little bit, like combative. heightened emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wait. So I meant to ask you. Did you after the full moon thing we did on Zoom? Did you write your list? Yeah. Did you burn them? No. Oh. I, do that. I, don't, I don't actually know my list um, went. I lost it already. Both of mine, I burned them in the alley behind our house. Two seconds. Oh, they really? Both, That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So. It's very exciting. You can't see me, but I'm crossing my fingers. Um, so the next question I got, and I get this quite frequently, and it's not necessarily related to spirituality, but I guess we're all connected, is how has chronic illness impacted my friendships? And I would actually say that it has impacted them greatly. When I first got sick, I was in my early 20s. And um, at that age, you just can't really expect anyone else to, like, understand what you're going through. And people get, like, so frustrated. Like, well, why can't you just go to dinner? Or, like, whatever it is. And it's like, because I literally can't get out of bed. Um, Yeah, so it was really tough. And I lost a lot of friends. But I, I genuinely, genuinely feel like I through my chronic illness community, through connections through that community, like Cindy, who thank God is not chronically ill herself, but is now like one of my closest friends. I feel like I've met who I'm supposed to be lifelong friends with, which is kind of a beautiful thing. So if you feel like that is happening, um, I know it's tough and I'm sorry, but there are brighter days ahead. I do fully believe Since this is a slightly spiritual pod, can I add a note about that? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Anyone who's opening up and tuning more into their spirituality may be also feeling the same thing, Mm -hmm. that their friends are starting to pull away or not understanding or not getting you, and you're not alone. And it's just because it's something outside their comfort zone that's making them uncomfortable. It doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean it's very hard, but it doesn't mean you should stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. But spirituality and, like, 
anything that goes against their internal beliefs, core beliefs, mm-hmm. can be very triggering for people and hard for someone to maintain a friendship with you if that's something that you're really feeling called to go down. So, so I'm curious then for you, like friends in the past, have they not understood your calling? Oh my God, yeah. Like I, I, well, I didn't tell anyone about it until like <laughs> a few years ago. So there's that caveat. But the, I mean, I, like my close, close friends knew, but we just didn't really talk about it much because I wasn't that open with it. I was yeah. in the spiritual closet, quote unquote, so to speak. And then even as I've been doing this work, I swear to God, I've been in Chicago now, it would be five years in March. Every single year, my friend group has changed over. Mm-hmm. And I could get really upset about that and judge myself. And I can also just lovingly say, but each time, it's not anything bad that's happened. We've just yeah. gone our separate ways or done our different things and just sort of lost touch, which is fine. Yeah, It's okay yeah. to do that. Yeah. And then I still have like my lifelong friends that I've had since like high school and stuff that are very supportive of me. They're not, I mean, they're interested and I love them for that. I don't think that they're like all in, but that's yeah. okay. And they're, but they support me and they yeah. are, they like share my stuff and they like listen to the pod and they're like yeah. excited and they're, yeah. they're so supportive and I, they don't have to be all in with the spiritual stuff. They can still, yeah. you can still support someone on their journey. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, again, it doesn't have to be, but I could get upset and be like, well, if you don't believe in what I believe, but I don't like yeah. everyone has their own path. Yeah. So it just, that's where you have to, I've learned the art of like, trying to learn the art of like letting things go and not getting so hung up on like what did I do wrong yeah sometimes it's just people going their separate directions and what do you do to work on letting go well I do a lot of like emotional like releasing journaling um lots of grounding lots of healing in nature Mm -hmm. I love being in nature um and then I love acupuncture acupuncture is very helpful for me and I go to Source Healing here in Chicago, but there's a lot of great places throughout the U.S., wherever wherever, wherever you're listening. Um, but that's been really helpful for me as well because we can hold things in our body energetically. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And for me, that is a, has been a huge release of, like, letting some of that stuff go. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious because, I mean, I have a, a friend that literally – and I'm normally not someone that harbors resentment or, like – I don't want to say it's ill will. It's not ill will. Um, normally I don't harbor things and like store them like that, but I have a friend where something happened years ago and I just like can't get over it. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, and I don't know exactly what it is about like that specific situation, but I was thinking about it recently and I'm like, I just need to figure it out. Like I just gotta let it go. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like we probably all have something like that. So Next question for you, and I'm also genuinely interested in this. Somebody asked, like, what do you do if you're feeling disconnected from a friendship? And I almost feel like there's 10 different ways this can be answered depending on the situation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I would totally agree with that. Like, how do you think they met it? Or what? how would you answer that? Honestly, this was just one that came through in one of the little question yes. bubbles. Yep. Um, I don't know because I think my head goes to like if you're feeling disconnected is it something you're going through is it something they're going through is it I think a lot of people are feeling disconnected for many different reasons whether it's issues over COVID or the election or a lot of people are experiencing hardship right now Mm -hmm. and can only store so much shit Mm -hmm. inside and I almost just want to say like give yourself some grace like, you don't have to be connected to every single person you know at every waking moment of the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to answer it in two ways. So the first way, if I was going to get real spiritual woo on everyone, I would say if you're feeling disconnected from a relationship or a partnership or a friendship, it's because you're also feeling very disconnected from yourself and your truth. Mm. Because people can only meet you in your relationships with them as deeply as you've met yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's my spiritual woo answer, which I'm sure <laughs> people have heard from other, I don't know. No, spiritual. I, love I love the spiritual answers. Yeah, personally. so that's the spiritual answer. Is you need to, if you're feeling disconnected, disconnected from someone else, you're probably also feeling disconnected from your truth and your center, and you need to get back to that first before you go and heal the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, the other flip side of this, I would say, is that if you're feeling disconnected from someone, it's usually, when I've seen this in my client sessions, it's a lack of communication in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. That someone's feelings got hurt because somebody did something and they didn't understand it or they assumed mm-hmm. like a negative intent instead of a positive one and it just got mm-hmm. all convoluted and now they're feeling disconnected. So mm-hmm. I would also say returning to communication. And it's so funny because when I was listening to this thing last night at 4 in the morning, all the things that people were going through and they were trying to manifest and they were feeling disconnected from like their future, their path, mm-hmm. like not even just friendships, but like the thing they want, their dream. And it all came back to feeling hurt. Interesting. Yes. That they got their feelings hurt mm-hmm. or they got disappointed or they were told like, you can't have that. Yeah. And so they were harboring like this deep, deep, so un, like subconscious or unconscious yeah. hurt. Interesting. That needed to be witnessed and healed before they could go on to like feel reconnected with the thing they wanted or the person. Yeah. That to me that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it's also looking at the underlying reason of like why is everyone feeling hurt or why are you feeling disconnected? Yeah. So huh. yeah. Um well I feel like this goes hand in hand with that. That so you and I have had this discussion privately before and I think apparently people are also talking about it, you know, with their own friends and family, but Obviously, the pandemic has put so much strain on relationships. Yeah, it's like the number one thing I get asked. Friendships, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. You and I have spent a lot of time talking about this. Is there anything that your guides have been, like, reflecting on this? So the big thing is that this year, 2020, has been all about relationships and not just relationship with others and not just partnerships, but the relationship to ourself and our soul And as each person is getting closer to their truth, like we've had all our distractions removed, right? We've had our travel, well, some people travel, all this stuff removed. So we are forced to be with ourselves. And as people are doing the work and getting to know themselves again more and realizing what their truth is, as they then go expand outward into their friendships and relationships, they might realize that that doesn't resonate with their truth anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and that's for yourself and for others. And so it's it's a personal thing. It's not, again, it's not usually about you if someone's yeah. pulling away. Um, but the that's been the biggest thing that the pandemic has done. It's people are showing up more authentically in relationships in a way that they never had before. Yeah. Either because they weren't around enough or, you know, they had the distractions of traveling all the time or whatever. So that's where I think, should I say I think? I shouldn't even say I think. I know. <laughs> A lot of the things that have been coming up in my client sessions around relationships, and I'll say partnerships and, like, you know, husbands, wives, it's stuff that's been there all along. Like, when yeah. I'm channeling, I'm like, this has been going on for, like, two years, and they're like, yeah, you're right. And then when they finally mm-hmm. admit it to themselves, like, yeah, they're like, this just brought it under a whole new light and lens because we're forced to look at it. I'm like, yeah. exactly. We were forced to look at it because this wasn't in alignment anymore, and you needed to look at it. Yeah. There's no escape now. Exactly. There's nothing to chop, like, break it up. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So... The strain doesn't have to be a bad thing. Again, yeah. we like 
put so much negativity on things ending and the not I don't say suffering, but like the uncomfortableness yeah. of things. But really, it's stuff that's probably been there if you're really honest with yourself for a while. For a long time, yeah. And the and the inverse is true too. I think a lot of people are getting like meeting their soulmates and moving mm-hmm. in with people and and happy in relationships or they're finally moving to like be together because they don't have to they're not bound to one city for their job they can work remotely now and be with their boyfriend like i've also seen the flip side of a lot of people are letting themselves live their life and finally being like wow life is too short like i can work from anywhere now i'm gonna be with the guy i want to be with i'm gonna go move here we're gonna or we're gonna restart somewhere i've seen a lot of that too which is great which is what it should be yeah of course you know i was just um with one of my clients, I was just having a conversation about the fact that as like a society and as a culture, and I'm sure in in future episodes, we'll dive deeper into this. We tend to place or we're conditioned to place so much value only on our sense of self, self tied to work and our earning potential and all these things. And unfortunately something as catastrophic as like a global pandemic Mm -hmm. makes you say, Oh my God, that's not my Mm -hmm. end all be all. It's my relationships, it's my friendships, it's the amount of love that I have in my life, yeah. like, which is kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. But I think the also it's also true of, like, being in a partnership, like, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think as a society, we place so, and especially, like, our parents' generation, place so much mm-hmm. of your worth and your value on if you're in a relationship. Yeah. And it's like, what about people in relationships that are horrible, that are, like, mm-hmm. fighting all the time? Like, that you're placing more yeah. value in that than someone who's happy and single? Like, yeah. It's just, it's kind of a little wild. Oh, I was reading an Instagram post um, today from a woman who's getting divorced, and her whole post was about how, as women, we've been conditioned to think that if something isn't right in a relationship, it's us. Yes. And what do you do to fix it? What do you do to make him or her happy, Uh whoever your significant other is? And we're conditioned to think that divorce is a failure and it's Mm -hmm. the last option. And she's like, no, divorce should be the first option. If somebody's abusing you, the first sign of abuse, you should get out, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many things I think that are just so deeply rooted, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. crazy once you start picking it apart. <laughs> yeah. And that's the compromise that I always talk about in relationships, like a woman compromising what they want or what they believe in just to make something work, right? Yeah. And I guess mm-hmm. it could be men, too. I've seen it with some of my male um, clients as well, so... But they're compromising because they're so afraid of failing. Or they yeah. think separation is a failure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the art of goodbye has been lost. Like, yeah. we have not... We do not value goodbye, and we should. Yeah. I think it just goes also to, like... Do you think it has something to do with, like, technology? Do you know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. so easy now to just disappear or not say goodbye or say it over text. Or, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I get so many text messages still that where I'm like, this should have been a phone call. Or yeah. This should, like, it can't be an in-person conversation anymore. I totally understand that with COVID, but I'm like, don't text me this. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Like, what do you... Yeah. Well, even, like, I mean, anytime I want to bring up Shit's Creek in a podcast, <laughs> I feel like everyone's going to love it. But even, like, look at Shit's Creek, right? You end after yeah. six seasons, and so many yes. people are like, what are you doing? Why aren't you still mm-hmm. going? Like, we were like... I mean, I did the same thing. I was like, no. I'm it's still so- heartbroken. Okay, well, we can still be heartbroken. But <laughs> also, like, how amazing that they were that solid mm-hmm. in their belief mm-hmm. in that this is done and being able to say goodbye yeah. and end it on their terms. Like, oh, my God. Like, how strong of a person do you have to be to be that? You know what I mean? It's amazing. Yeah. And, who you know, we're not giving them enough credit for that. At least yeah. I haven't, at least in the beginning. So No, I don't know. I haven't either. But- <laughs> 
I still am holding out for a spinoff, <laughs> personally. Well, I mean, I can still hope for that, but <laughs> I just think they did it so eloquently, and they did it when they were on top, and how beautiful is that? And and I don't know that many people who have done that. I mean, no. not that I know Dan Levy, but like, yeah. I wish, or Levi, no, I, I, understand I, wish saying, I wish though. I knew them, but I feel like we know him. <laughs> I feel like we know him. Um, but yeah, so like, we don't, I don't know that many people have done that. Yeah. Besides Megan and Harry Mark or Harry too, like that is true. They walked and away. That was definitely for the better. Yeah, not that I know them either, but I don't know them either. Yeah, <laughs> for one day manifesting, say, manifesting. It's for the better. Um, <laughs> okay, they're breaking back. the karmic. What is it called? The karmic wheel. Yeah. Um. All right. We got this, off topic. Sorry. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I brought up Shit's Creek and Megan and Harry, which are. Two of my favorite things in the world, so. Um, I also, I just boiled this down into one thing. Got a couple of questions about negativity. People that have friends that have just become over t- slowly over time so, so negative. And basically, like, how do you handle that? You say goodbye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, well, how I would you handle it? I, not well. <laughs> I feel like Dorinda on New York. Not well, bitch. <laughs> Let's be cool, guys. Let's all just be we cool. Just, can't we just be cool? Isn't, another, isn't that another housewives thing? Luann. Well, Luann said yes, that. She's like, guys, can't we just be cool? There has to be a housewives reference in every episode. <laughs> um, no, it is. It, it's hard when you love somebody so, so much, but like every time you have a conversation with them or you see them, it just is so heavy. And then you feel like you have to, like I literally sometimes after conversations have to like, Sorry, we're cracking up right now because my dog is locked outside of um, the room we're recording in, and he has almost figured out how to open doors. Some of them he can open. Oh, my God. So he's standing outside the door right now just jiggling the (laughs) The handle handle with his mouth. Um, So you're missing a lot of good stuff over here. Um, I feel like sometimes I have conversations with people, and it's so heavy and it's so draining. I literally go and I have to, like, light a thing of sage and be like, Anything that's not mine, leave my body. Leave, yeah. leave, leave. And it helps. I mm-hmm. feel lighter after. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard, though, because I love the people that do this to me. And it's, it, like you said, it's so, it's hard to walk away. Yeah. It's challenging. Yeah. It's not easy. Especially when you have a lot of history with someone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I recently had a situation that, like, totally threw me and triggered me. But I meditated on it. And the answer that I was getting was you have to remember that that person is that soul is living out their own path mm-hmm. and their own journey and we have to honor that and yeah. at the same time not pass judgment on them mm-hmm. for being so negative and know that that is the sum of all their parts mm-hmm. like there's a reason there's obviously I mean usually there's a reason why they got to that point right but you also have to set boundaries for yourself, too. Yeah. Like, that means that that's where the boundaries come in of maybe yeah. you're not with that person as much or you don't talk to them as much or you have yeah. to be in a certain energy vibration before you pick up the phone and call them. So those that's how I handle it with negative people who are in my life that I choose not to get rid of because it is a choice, mm-hmm. even when they're parents or family members, um, that I have to be in a certain vibration myself before I can yeah. touch them because otherwise it just throws me. Just so throws what me. do you do if you know you have to see someone – in that energy field or whatever the correct term is there a way that you like prep yourself to protect your own energy i usually like say a little prayer Mm -hmm. and surround myself in a white light so the prayer will be something to the effect of you know please allow me to 
keep my energy field secure, not allow that, not allow me to take on anything of theirs. It's not mine. And help me find the words to be able to effectively, you know, communicate with them without, again, without compromising my truth. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So I usually say a little prayer or something like that before I go in to be with that person or even the phone call. Yeah. So I mean, negativity is hard because that you have to want to change. You cannot convince other people to change. Mm -hmm. You just they can't. have to want it themselves. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's where you get to set boundaries or yeah. not. Yeah. So. so if you're, I honestly, I feel like that's almost the main takeaway out of this is if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I relate to this situation so much. You just have to know that it's not on you to mm-hmm. change their, their negativity. You yeah. can help. You can give them resources. Yep. You can offer assistance, but it's not. It's not ultimately on you. Yeah. And I had some really toxic friends in college. I'll never forget this. Mm-hmm. And two of them, like, attacked me, and I was like, I'll never talk to them again. One of them actually, like, live, like attacked like, me, like, emotionally, like, mentally. That could be just as bad um, as physical. Yeah. And I remember, I forget this, because one of the girls I lived with, so it was, like, really toxic, and I lived with her, but I just avoided her at all costs. And she and I shared a mutual friend. And mm. the mutual friend, I said to her, I'm like, she's going to turn on you one day. You just mark my words because mm-hmm. I'm like, that, she she is a very toxic person and she's not changing and she's not going to change. And she was like, no, no, no. Well, about two years later, she turned on the Ooh. mutual friend and they have never spoken against us. <gasps> so, like, people, some people just don't have the willpower to change. And yeah. you have to set boundaries around that. Yeah. They might not be able to be in your life anymore. So... Yeah. I wish I had known all the things I know now because I probably would have just yeah. <laughs> recognized the signs a lot sooner. But I also think I went through that experience to know that I learned you can never change someone's opinion. Yeah. You'll never be able to change it. Yeah. No, it's that. Yeah. it's a, That's a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. Um, all right. Last of our... I hope the last question is a little bit more lighthearted than that one. Not that that's not <laughs> a per, a per, uh, an appropriate question, but I feel like we ended on a real low note no, there. No, 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 this, I, I don't know. It's not good or bad, I guess. I guess we all, no matter how close you are with someone, whether it's a friend, a partner, a spouse, a coworker, we all have our periods of where, like, people just annoy the shit out of us sometimes. Yeah. And um, for not a, a better way to put it, I mean, it yeah. happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're noticing that... So if you have friends, you're noticing that, like, things are bothering you that you've either never noticed before or it's never, like, gotten to you. Um, whoever this was, they saw something about secrets revealing. I'm thinking it's from your Instagram. Okay. Do, are these correlated, essentially, as I think what they're asking? Wait, what's being correlated? So, secrets being revealed and yes. someone bugging you? Like, yes. Oh. So if we've been friends for a long time and I'm, like... God, X, Y, or Z, this has never bugged me before, and now it's bugging me, and there's this whole thing with, like, and I don't remember what this was, but it was one of the themes of, like, the new moons or yeah, the eclipses, I was gonna, yeah. or that's what I'm correlating it to. Yeah, I think it was when, like, Mars is going direct and Mercury going direct, too, and, and like, the yeah, and the new moons before the eclipses. So, like, the last six weeks of 2020 ending, or leading up to the December 21st, winter solstice is about secrets being revealed and truth being revealed and the truth of things coming out so that can also be in relationships so yes it is correlated um and if it's something that it's specifically because the person says bugging them so i'm guessing it's kind of like annoying them about them or something like that know that it's triggering something in you because the fact that you're getting annoyed or it's bugging you Mm. means there's something within yourself that doesn't align with that but it's within you, so it's time to look at that 
piece of yourself Mm -hmm. of what are you judging or hiding from in yourself Mm -hmm. that's being triggered by this person because if you didn't have anything stuck in your energy field or limiting belief it wouldn't bother you you'd be like okay that person's like having a rough day I'm gonna move on right but the fact that it's starting to bug you and it's annoying you about it's something in Mm -hmm. yourself too that's being triggered so I like to look at when that happens in my life as a okay how can I learn from this like what's Mm -hmm. what's bugging me like how can I clear more of this so when I'm around this person doesn't bug me anymore yeah no that makes sense that makes so, a lot of sense. Again, the spiritual side of things. No, I, I like the spiritual side of things, and I think it so often um, breaks things down in a way that, like, nothing else can, which yeah. is why I like the spiritual explanation of this type of stuff. Yeah. I get it sometimes that people, like, in the exact moment and want a specific answer, and so yeah. it's so hard, but without having actually the person in front of us to ask what the specific thing is, but I guarantee you it would go back to something in their life that they're not fully healed from and that's why they're feeling yeah. so upset by this person interesting so okay yeah i mean that absolutely makes sense and if if this is you and you asked this question i don't remember who asked this question um I, I would just be curious to know like if that's the case or really to any of these if this resonated with you please let us know because that's really what we want and what this is all about um you know, I feel like you, it's, it's funny because I was, as I was going through these questions from the community, thinking about my own friendships, thinking about our friendship, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about like what a unique friendship we have. Yeah. I feel like, and like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know how many healers or like people that are intuitive or like there are out there, but I'm just like, was thinking about our friendship and I'm like, what kind of like a funny, like weird thing. Cause I feel like there's probably not a lot of them where like, not only are you close, right, and you talk about, like, on a friend level about, like, all that shit, and then, like, I also see Cindy, like, as my healer, and I'm like, she knows all the other shit, too. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, her brain probably wants to explode yeah. with me. <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that, because I have, um, I used to say I would, not, I don't want to be friends with any of my clients, mm-hmm. and then I sort of started switching, and I have some other healers that, like, don't want to be friends with the people they heal, and I get everyone has to make their own decisions. But I finally learned within myself that I can turn it on, not turn it on and off, but like yeah. turn it on and off. Like I, I yeah. can put that part of myself that's like the healer aside so I can just be human. Like yes. I have to just be human sometimes. I have my own experiences mm-hmm. and go through my own shit, have my own mm-hmm. moments. And allowing myself the time to do that has allowed me to then maintain friendships with people mm-hmm. such as yourself that I also work with as a cli- yeah. as clients. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, that does make sense. So I used to be like, I'm never going to re- be able to read for people who are really close to me. And then I've yeah. since learned like, no, I can, I can do this. Like yeah. I, and if I didn't do that, the other choices, I might be hard for me to make friends or, yeah. or meet amazing, missing out on amazing people like yourself. Yeah. Oh, so... You. <laughs> So <laughs> that's that's where I've sort of learned, and this is what's worked for me. And yeah, I had to com- kind of, I guess, compartmentalize it a little bit. No, so. that makes sense. And I was just was curious about that because I was just thinking about it, and I was like, oh, what a what a weird like pair are we, um, for better or worse. And I was thinking about how, but it also goes for you, like yeah. I try not to bring up the fact that you're, like, chronically, like, all the time. And you don't, yeah. like, bring up the fact that I'm a medium all yeah. the time. Like, you know, you have to be human. You yes, have to, like, you do, you do. be human and live your life and laugh about stupid shit like a monolith and yes. tiger king. You know what I mean? And, like, just, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, talk about shopping and whatever. I don't know. So you just, yeah. you know, you can't, those things do not define us. Yes, absolutely. And no, yes, that's true. It, well, at least I don't like to find me. I'm sure you don't yeah. like to find you. It's a part of you, yeah. but it does not define who you are. That's something I had to learn. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. it's so hard. And we've talked about this a lot on like Instagram lives. I've talked about a lot of with you, with other people that are chronically ill or have Lyme disease. And when you're so sick, yes, it's so hard not to let it consume you. And um, eventually, if you're not already starting to feel better, you will. But when you start to feel better, then you're like, oh my God, I have all these other pieces to myself exactly. that I get to rediscover now. Exactly. Yeah. It might define you for a time, but it is not the end all be all. Yeah. You have other parts of yourself that are worthy of being witnessed and experiencing life as well. Yeah. Not just the chronically ill part of you. Yeah. Doesn't no, mean absolutely. you ignore it, but it just means that you don't let it define you 100%. It's not 100% of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is absolutely true, and I think that goes for a lot of different things outside of chronic illness or yeah. being intuitive or yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, but I was also thinking when one of my – you and I have, like, barely any photos together, which I guess is a good thing because it means that we're in the moment yes. where we see each other. I have photos of you as Scout, actually. I take it back. <laughs> I have so many photos of you and Scout. Um, none of us, though, which is, which is fine. Um, one, one of the first ones I have of you is when it was one of, when you, before the pandemic, when you would come and sit with me at IVIG. Oh yeah. And you brought your pendulum. Oh my God. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, and I do. You're yeah. sitting there like, I'm sure my nurses were like, what the fuck is going on in that back room? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we hooked up to this like infusion and then Cindy and I are like doing whatever weird shit yeah, we do. Fine. And, um. I love, though, that in our friendship, we can find joy in, like, any moment. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what's going yeah, on. And it, yeah. Yeah. A pendulum, by the way, if everyone doesn't know, is, like, a crystal on the end of, like, a, I don't know, usually, like, a chain or a string. And yeah. you can use it to ask it questions. Yeah. And it will move depending on what the answer is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cindy would come sit with me. We'd order lunch. And she'd bring her pendulum or these, like, lights. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. So um, yeah. So, so good. Love, I loved it. Um, all right. My last question for you is a selfish question, but okay. I think a lot of people out there will also be interested in this. Okay. So I know you see a lot of people, you probably don't remember my first session ever with you. Um, somebody kept, or somebody kept coming through and saying your brother, your brother, your brother. And it was not, I only have one younger brother. His name is Christian. Then we discovered later that it was one of my best <laughs> friends, um, Chris Jones. Ah. So... People that are with us in this life but aren't necessarily like a brother, sister, mother, father, aunt, uncle, whatever it is, were we with them in past lives in different relationships? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of times friends and family members will come back in again in each lifetime, different roles. Yeah. But they'll come back in again to experience life again and learn different lessons through each other through different soul contracts. So, yes, you can absolutely have like different contracts with other people that you've had in past lives too interesting I'd be curious to know for anyone listening like is there anyone that you feel that way with or have like a a gut feeling that that would maybe was like the case in another life because I can't be the only one so no I think that comes up that comes up a lot actually in my client sessions people ask about like past lives I don't mind talking about past lives I'm not I think we I think that was one of the things people requested was like a past life regression person which we got to find someone good for that so stay tuned but past lives do come up in my client sessions. Mm-hmm. I can channel it in. My big thing is you can't validate that, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. I love, especially like a first session with someone, when they're sitting down, I want to give you the evidence and the validation of things that you can confirm that I would never be able to know that mean something to you and not to me. So yeah. past lives are tricky because you can't, you might have a gut feeling and be like, oh, that resonates with me, that, that yeah. feels right. 
but you're not really ever going to be able to validate that, right? Mm-hmm. So I do talk about past lives and sessions, not a regressionist, just yeah. it comes through. But that's one of the things that you can't really quite validate. Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely think you and Chris Jones, your friend, had past lives together where you were related or mother, son, daughter, son, Probably. whatever. Like you guys are. <laughs> Probably. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and those can sometimes be residual in like these lifetimes. So we'll have to get Chris on a future episode. Um, oh, God. Because he's That'd a hypnotist. Be yeah. So nothing to do with what you do, but just really interesting. And like, yeah. It's also interesting just to hear like the psychology behind it, I yeah. guess. Um, anyway, yeah. that's for a future date hypnotism. Um, so fun. Right. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we missed? No, I had a channel message I can read oh, really quick. Oh, yes, yes, I'm so excited. Um, so I didn't post this yet, and I have a feeling it's for this, so I'm just going to read it. So I was channeling in about relationships, okay. and it's kind of funny. This might even answer some of the questions. I mean, maybe we should have listened to the beginning. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I was, I was asking about relationships and specifically – um, why they, why they don't all work. Okay. And like, I was thinking more romantic partners, but this could go to a friendship or a parent relationship or something like that too. Right. Okay. So, and then just to be clear, when I'm mentioning ego in this, they were showing me like the ego is like the mind, Mm -hmm. like, like in some of your belief systems. And then when I mentioned love, it's something like the heart, like the seat of the soul. So, okay. Okay. So it says if the ego is leading in love, it will always end in suffering. It cannot be any other way because love by nature does not vibrate in resonance with the ego. It may flirt with it, perhaps even lust after it for a time, but love always returns to its first resonance with the heart and the seed of the soul. So they're essentially saying the ego, when it's leading in love, it will tell you that this is it. This is the best you're gonna find. You have to stay. The ego that puts your worth in whether or not you're in a relationship, so again, you continue to stay or settle. The ego that would rather be with someone, anyone, other than being alone. The ego that stays because you invested too much time to let a relationship fail. The ego that tells you you're too old to be desired by anyone else. Or the ego stays because of the commitment you've made years ago into a relationship and you stay even when you're miserable today. So they were showing me that all of us have had relationships in this lifetime that could fit into one of those categories. And that the ones we stay in for convenience or family or financial reasons or anything like that is all ego-based. It's all limiting belief, it's all in your mind. And if you can drop into your heart, again, the seat of the soul, into love, that is what will lead you down a path of true resonance with a partner. I love that. Also, I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but when you read things like that, you almost go into like your channeling yes, voice. Yes, I know. I'm I channeling literally voice. now I'm like... I could just, you'd literally just have the most soothing voice in the world. Um, and I am not someone who, like, sleeps at night, so the fact that it's, like, I know, making people me have, that relaxed. People have asked me to do, like, meditation. I should. I should channel into meditation and just throw them out there. Like, yes, yes, I know, I know. Because, I know. And I, I have noticed that, that my voice changes. And it'll change in sessions, too, even when I'm, like, running. And then, like, when my guides come in, mm. I can feel them and my voice shifts. 
Yeah. So yeah, it does. And I can tell in channeling sessions when it's happening, and I usually try and caveat. These are my guides coming through, not your loved ones. But sometimes I just okay. end up switching, and they don't. They probably think it's their loved ones, which is fine. It's all it's all spirit guides. They're yeah. all in your. Like I always in a session ask that everything be in your highest and best good. So whether yeah. it's my guides or your loved ones, it's in your highest and best good. So yeah, yeah. yeah but I just thought that was so. I don't know. Just I love that, and it's very timely. Yeah. Um, so something to think about. Resonate well, with. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like that resonated for me, certainly. Cool. Um, All right. Well, that's it for tonight. Um, Thank you guys so much for getting slightly spiritual with us. Thanks, guys. Um, If you have any questions, you can always DM slightly spiritual pod on Instagram. And, of course, I got to make the traditional podcast plug. So if you love us or even just like us a little bit, please, please take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes. So... We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Cheers.